Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to Sawing Logs. Uh, it is my new podcast. My name is Tom. I am a certified sleep consultant as well as a registered polysomnographic technologist. I've been in the field of sleep for going on 10 years now, and I thought I'd take what I had learned in the sleep lab and from being a sleep consultant, and I would... Uh, share with you guys, so this is going to be a short-form podcast, meaning it's going to be short. It's not going to be hours long. And we're just going to talk about common things that I see in the sleep industry, okay? We're going to be mostly fo- focusing on pediatric sleep solutions, that sort of thing. All right, so let's get into it. Today we are going to be talking about why you, yes, you, need a sleep consultant and why sleep consultants are needed in today's day and age. Let's get into it. All right. Now, when my daughter was born, my father and mother and nearly everyone I knew said almost exactly the same thing to me. They said to get ready for a lot of sleepless nights, and they were right. Even parents who are blessed with the best sleepers as children will no doubt have to deal with multiple sleepless nights. As I said in the intro, I've been in the sleep industry for going on 10 years now, and if I can share one piece of knowledge, it is that poor sleep among infants and children is the norm, not the exception. As I spoke to peers about this uh, phenomenon throughout my years, I was shocked to learn that most pediatricians have less than four hours of training specifically in sleep throughout all of their schooling, which begs the question, what kind of advice are overtired moms and dads getting from the doctors when Junior doesn't want to sleep at night? Many of the doctors I know recommend one thing, and that's a tried-and-true time-tested method method of cry it out. Put them in the crib and let them cry. And yes, it can work, though it's, it's better suited for some infants and children than others. I, I don't necessarily recommend cry it out, but it is a it is a legitimate method. And you may be saying to yourself, if you're one of those people out there with perfect sleepers, now why wouldn't baby want to sleep? And it could be based on many reasons. Now, for one reason is babies up until they're about four months old, they don't have a really reliable circadian rhythm. If you don't know what that is, that's the thing that kind of controls sleep in every living being. It is the thing that makes you get tired when it's time to get tired and wakes you up when it's time to wake up. It releases the melatonin. It releases the cortisol, gets everything going and puts everything down like it's supposed to do. Babies don't have that. Now, when a baby is in the womb, it relies on mom for these cues these circadian rhythms as mom's uh, melatonin is released that plasma passes through the blood into baby and as her cortisol is released that helps her wake up that again passes through the blood into baby baby doesn't need to have his own or her own it relies on mom or he or she relies on mom however when baby is born he or she loses all of that uh, input from mom. Now, some, if you're breastfeeding, yes, some can be passed through the breast milk. However, baby is going to need to form his own circadian rhythms so that he can get to sleep or she can get to sleep uh, as needed. And a lot of things can help with that. A good, reliable bedtime routine and wake-up routine are um, key in helping baby to form those things. When you put baby to bed at night, make sure it's completely dark in the room. When you wake baby up, open up those shades. Let the sunlight hit baby. Let baby know that, okay, it's time to get up. It's time to be awake. 
or vice versa when it's dark. It's completely dark and it's time to go to sleep. It's not time to play. Um, there are many other things that can certainly um, impact baby's sleep. Uh, baby's life is chocked full of milestones, as many parents know. Around the same age, four months or so, they start to realize that even though mommy's not around, she still exists. And this can lead baby into missing mom or, or having separation anxiety from mom. So a mom goes away just a little bit, baby starts to cry. This can impact sleep for sure, um, as well as other milestones as they get older they start to teeth they start to walk they start to goo they start to make all kinds of sounds and these things can cause sleep regressions sleep regressions usually happen around the four you know six eight month mark and they can happen regularly all the way up to really around two years old and as we've covered in the past the tried and true method that most people are familiar with 99% of the people are going to be familiar with is put them in the crib and let them cry. However, that not only is that potentially harmful for baby, and I'll put a link to that article in the show notes below, but many parents nowadays simply need their sleep. And I'm sure you've noticed our society has placed a premium on absolutely everything except sleep. So when baby is awake, mom and dad are awake and missed sleep can lead to more than just a bad day. Depending on how much sleep you missed, sleep deprivation could be potentially fatal. According to the National Highway and Safety Administration, 100,000 police reported crashes over 1500 and over 1500 deaths are the results of drowsy driving each year. More than 40% of drivers admit that they have fallen asleep behind the wheel. The cost of drowsy driving crashes at about 13% of the total of $836 billion in societal cost of traffic crashes and an estimated 1,550 deaths, 71,000 injuries, and 12.5 billion in monetary losses are due to drowsy drivers. And that doesn't take into account just the financial loss from missed days at work due to being overtired. You have to give up social gatherings. You have to give out nights with friends and, and they're all sacrificed because you are in desperate need for sleep. And I will put the link to the uh, National Highway Safety Administration article in the show notes below. And this is where the sleep consultant comes in, and this is where the sleep consultant shines. When I first got into sleep consulting, so many people asked me, with a, a kind of a disgusted look on their face, oddly enough, parents really pay for that? And my answer was always with a smile because they don't understand what goes into the that that they refer to. And while I can't speak for other consultants, let me explain to you my process. You would reach out to me because both you and your child are in need of some serious consolidated sleep. You want your little little one to sleep eight, nine, ten hours straight throughout the night so that you can get up in the morning, be ready to go, raring to go, ready to get to work or whatever it is you need to do. Now, usually when you reach out to me, that's usually setting up a 15-minute free introductory call with me, and we'll go over a little bit of information about you. We'll go over how your baby sleeps, what you have in process now, what your goals are, what you're looking to gain from this experience. And then we'll go over my process, how I handle things, what to expect, 
Um, one thing I always ask my clients or my parents that call, and that is, are you ready for change? Are you ready to do the work? Because I can prepare the sleep plan. I can make all the recommendations in the world, but if you don't follow them, they're pointless. You're just wasting your time and wasting your money. And I don't want to see that. I want to see you be able to get good consolidated sleep. After that call, should you decide to move forward, I'm going to send you an intake form, uh, which will gather more information about baby, gather more information about you, your philosophies, what you're looking for. Again, we'll go over goals and philosophies that you have regarding to crying, um, raising your baby and that sort of thing. And then after that, once I get that back, usually within 24, 48 hours, I am able to craft a custom sleep plan taking into account all of the information that I've gathered from you. Where it goes from there is we'll schedule a time. Usually it's going to be a 45 to 60 minute phone call where you and I will go over the sleep plan, the feeding schedule if applicable, as well as the nap plan. And all of the information that I've sent you, I'm going to ensure that you as the hero of the story know that what you're supposed to do. We ensure that we all agree on these plans and we discuss the best way to implement them, the best way in time to implement them. Now, what you're going to get from me, depending on whatever package you would choose, would be obviously the custom crafted sleep plan, the feeding schedule, if that's applicable, a nap plan, as well as follow-up support and materials about what to expect down the road, how to handle any issues that may arise. Um, typically, I'm going to be honest with you, typically baby is usually sleeping inside of two weeks. Now, as for my wife and I, we had no clue at the, at the time that we had our daughter that sleep consulting was even a thing. I remember many a night coming home from work. I work a 2 to 10.30 shift, and my wife would you know, meet me at the door and say, please, I just need a few hours of sleep. I am so exhausted. And I remember rocking my daughter to sleep in the living room so my overtired wife could catch a few much-needed hours of sleep. And a sleep consultant doesn't simply say, Okay, let them cry. Put them in, a, in the bed and let them cry. That's not what a sleep consultant does. A sleep consultant crafts a plan that is specifically designed for your child, your parenting philosophies, and your schedule. And the reason it is important is this. If your child is not overstimulated by parents coming in and picking him up or patting him on the back or whatever the case may be, they may be crying needlessly for hours for nothing. However, if they are indeed overly stimulated by uh, you know, people coming in by mom and dad coming in or sisters or brothers coming in and, and disturbing them. If, if that overly stimulates them and you're using the wrong plan, you're going to just be frustrating your child, making them angry, making them cry more and more, and your sleep training will fail. It's important to have trained experts look at the information, the personalities, and your philosophies, and then craft a custom plan that can help get your little one to sleep. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. I know this is short. This is the kind of content I wanted to put out, short form podcast content. If you found any of this information useful, send it out, subscribe, share it with your friends. Again, my name is Tom. I am the owner and founder of the Slumberjack Sleep Consulting. If you have any questions regarding your child's sleep, feel free to reach out at tom at the slumberjack.net. Thank you very much. God bless.